It's the Vegas Toy Squadcast, starring Vegas Toy Squad. Hey everyone, welcome to our Vegas Toy Squad Squadcast, and this is episode number 10. Oh, I'm supposed to do a horn thing, huh? Let's try it again. Episode 10! That's it. That was pretty good. Let's just leave that one there. <laughs> I don't know about you, but we're excited that we made it to 10. Hey, yeah. So, Big deal, man. Thank you guys for sticking around with us. And we are Vegas Toy Squad. My name is Rick. I'm Frank. I'm Rob. In the back, we have uh, Patricia. Hello, everybody. And our special guest today Yay. is Adam. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here on the historic 10th episode of yes. Vegas Toy Squad. It's very Squad. special. It Monumental. Yeah. We should have had t-shirts. We should, you know what? We yeah. gave, I should have hats. We should have had a magnet. You should have had a magnet. Presented yeah. a magnet. And I should have brought an axe. I don't have one. Oh, yeah. oh man. That you ship has have... sailed, the axe what? thing. Well, actually, with our subject matter today, it would have been a good show. <laughs> but more on that later. I guess so. All right. But anyway, regardless, we are excited for our 10th episode. So we're going to get things going with, what are you guys excited about this week? Anything new? Any news you've heard? Anything that you guys grabbed on the go? I bet Frank's got some. Oh, I let's do. see. Wait, what's your line? <laughs> I got a few things I'm excited about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm excited about the Ren Fair coming to town this week. That's yeah, going to be a lot right. of fun. Oh. Absolutely. Go get some giant... Uh... Axes? Yeah, well, we could get axes. <laughs> I was thinking of a turkey leg, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's a staple of the Ren Fair. The Ren Fair, You have yeah. to get a turkey leg. Yeah, yeah. But if you're yeah, a vegetarian, yeah. what do you do? What's your staple? I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they have French fries for you there. And the cannibals come yeah. and get you. Yeah. That's not very authentic, though. <laughs> you just got to watch out for the wilds. They'll, you know, kiss you down. <laughs> hey, that would be a great cosplay for you. You'd be like a grass-fed vegetarian, vegetarian oh, and yeah. walk around mm. by the cannibals. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'd go over well. <laughs> So yeah, Ren Fair is cool. Ren Fair is cool. Um, we Which, we went and saw Venom last week. That Venom. Was, that was yes. it. Was a cool Controversial. movie. Controversial. Yes and no. Like I'm still on the fence. Rick feels otherwise. Mm. I liked it. I mean, it's a guy. He gets goo on him. And he goes around and eats people. What else do you need? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what is people. That the, is that I'm not sure what they were from expecting the from the movie, but you know, I mean. That's not the official log. No, that's not the official tagline by any means. But I just feel I feel like it feels different without Spider-Man introducing. Yeah, uh, but I think you know? I think they'll build to that, and I think it'll get to that point at some point. I think this was a really unique and cool way to introduce him into the MCU, and I really liked how they did Eddie Brock's character. I really could I care like less it. about like him prior to this, but then seeing that, he was a little interesting to me. I thought the whole "Oh, I'm a jealous reporter of Peter Parker." Uh, I was like, eh. he did have a little more depth to him and a little. He made it more personable, uh-huh. so that was neat. I'm have really you seen it? Uh, I, I have not seen it yet. Uh, waiting, probably, you know, with uh, because of the Ren Affair, uh, my store, War Room Games, we're going to actually have a booth there, so we're getting ready, no setting up for that. No yeah. time so, for movies. Yeah, not 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 this week, not the past <laughs> couple of weeks. Hopefully next week uh, we'll uh, be able to find some time. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm. No, it, it's, it's cool. It's just, like I said, I just, I have some hang-ups. I love that character, and mm. I just like him as a Spider-Man villain, and then... Spider-Man's not there. So there was no Spider-Man in this movie whatsoever. But, uh, I think or is that a... Okay, correct. we don't... Correct. There's correct. no Spider-Man in this movie. Is that a spoiler? Not really. Not really. I don't think people... Because, I mean, they kind of knew. Yeah. But as you guys were talking about, do you feel that he's a much more developed character because he had his own film and then when you integrate him with Spider-Man, then 
you know, it'd be much more interesting dynamic because everyone's familiar with Spider-Man, but maybe not familiar with Venom. That's a, that's a really good point, and I think you're right about I that. So. And it's like he was saying, like I think it's gonna build up to it, and I think mm-hmm. I think you guys are both right on that. And so there's a, obviously a a movie coming that has. Both. I would think so. I mean, and then the end credit scene. I'm not gonna say anything except you need to stick around for the end credit scene. There are two of them. The first one is amazing. The second one is cool, but the first one is that one. Made me excited for all right. Let's do another Venom movie. So, cool. So when are we going, Robert? <laughs> as soon as Movie Pass uh, oh, no, goes back to being uh, use, uh, useful. <laughs> so that was it. You said anything else? Any, um, uh, I, I, big I news for you. Ten different. I forgot that there was more of the Harry Potter Lego sets that I wanted to get. I forgot about them and. Patty actually sent me an ad for like ten dollars off a of Target. Oh yeah. For mm-hmm. if you spend fifty dollars at Target, you get ten dollars off of Lego sets. Oh, yeah. And I saw like the Quidditch set and then the train set as well. Like, uh. which I thought was they were kind of cool looking sets. So I was like, all right, I guess I probably <laughs> got to do this too now. Yep. So Frank is deep in the rabbit hole. Me deep. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm... even see the hole anymore. The light's gone. <laughs> the light Are gone. there sets you still don't? Everything's dark. Is that it now? Are you done with the Harry Potter, the new Harry Potter? I, I'm just going to get, yeah, I'm just going to get the, basically I got Hogwarts and then I got, and if I get these other two, then I'll probably be done. Oh, there are I, more, but you're not going to get there them. There is. They uh, have the complete Hogwarts and it's like a miniature version of it. Uh, wow. They have like micro figs. I think that's what they're mm, calling That's a new thing, right? Micro yeah, figs. Yeah, I think that's what they're calling them. But they have like, it comes with like 28 or something, micro yeah. figs. Uh-huh. And it just, it has all the storylines and it's like, you build like Tidy Hagrid's Hut and just, it's really That's amazing, cool. but it's like, what, three, four hundred dollars, something like something that? Something like that, because it's a... It's outrageous, big, but mm-hmm. of course. All right. So yeah, I probably will pass on that. Those microfigs, it's the same mold for when they did the Lego games and they had Lego, they were pawns that you would use in the game, so it's the mm-hmm. same mold as that for the microfigs. Yes. I think I just ordered one, a uh, Boba Fett one on eBay. Oh, I think so. Are oh, they for Hogwarts though? They might be the trophy size, like the super miniature ones. They might be the super. They tiny might ones. be the super one, like they did for Ant Man. Trophy size. Yeah, because some minifigs oh. came with trophies of minifigs. Awesome. <laughs> so they're, so <laughs> they're like super micro. Yeah, and, I mean, if, for for the size that they are, they're they might they're be like those. Really yeah, I, I think you might up. be right, but huh? yeah, it's really cool. Like it's cool to look at, but there's uh, four hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> well, there's a Lego set that came out recently that I've been looking at. That's about th- three, four hundred bucks. The I was showing my wife in case she wanted to uh, <laughs> surprise me for Christmas. But the, yeah. the Cloud City Betrayal at Best yeah. Man or Betrayal at Cloud City. That's Ooh. a cool one. Yeah, I still it's didn't cool. look it's at it. It's got four different areas, or I think four different areas. You know, each with its own little. Mm-hmm. Mini figs. It looks very cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. So I guess since I stole it, were you done? Yeah, go for it. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> my Harry Potter's <laughs> well, my Harry Potter so, yeah. is over, and we're already yeah. through the Red Fair. We're good. So yeah, and then speaking of Lego, uh, did you? Ooh, the you can't see it if you're just listening, but it's the uh, Lego Brickheads Boba Fett. We well, could shake it so they can hear. You can always tell Legos. Yeah, you can always Shake tell Legos. Like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> Whoa. So, I'm excited about that. A, uh, New York Comic Con was recently, yes, I guess. Yeah. I didn't go. Does anybody know anybody who went? No. 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 Okay. 
Mm-hmm. But Hasbro, as usual, released a, a slurry of cool new. Uh, slurry. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the right use of that a word? Slurry. Sure. A slurry. Oh, uh, that's new, but hey, yeah. <laughs> a flood of uh, cool new six-inch black series figures. Uh, I think it's called the archive. I always get this screwed up. I think it's called the archive collection because the vintage collection are the new small ones. Yeah. That are out on the new on the old looking cards. Show Rick. Show and tell. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, and it says on the back, vintage collection. Okay. So there we go. So I guess there's an archive collection, which they're releasing on new art and the same figures. I saw Boba Fett, IG-88, and Bosk, but they're on a card back with a bubble, and they're called archive collection. Yeah. And those look really cool. And finally, there'll be a chance to get those figures again for people who, you know... Yeah, because they want to pay eighty bucks on eBay. Did they update any of the sculpts or anything? I think it's the same. I think same. all the same. Yeah, just new packaging. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, they figure you know, double up on the, you know, mm-hmm. on the cash cow. They um, <laughs> also released a bunch of Marvel Legends from Hasbro. Oh yeah, the, the whole new X Men wave and. And people still like Marvel stuff. Is I that... think so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Did you see the new Obi Wan? Uh, six inch black series figure? No. In, in oh, the, yeah. In, in, clone, the, in uh, the clone armor. Clone yes. armor. Yeah, that that's a cool looking figure. Yeah, that's Grievous coming out too. So, that's, did you. Uh, the, um, what, what was the other one that I just thought of? The Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper, and he has the wet hair. <laughs> oh. Why is his hair wet? Uh, because well, he was in the garbage chute. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, gross hair, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> they have pieces of you know sludge. No, in. there wasn't any pieces. It was no. just slick. Oh, so just slick. It was just we, slick. We call him the hipster Luke. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. This figure is literally it, it comes with wet hair. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it looks like wet hair, so it's oh, like that's that's a high gloss. <laughs> with, uh, you know, just gross. Like he just came out of the pool and. Yeah. I didn't see that one. That one. It's fine. It's just proof that you know they will make a figure. Oh. Any version, well, yeah, then yeah, obviously because they know we're dumb enough to buy it. <laughs> wet hair on is coming. Then. Well, if you want your complete Luke Skywalker collection, exactly. you need the, uh, <laughs> the garbage one. Slick hair. <laughs> also, too funny. I went hunting today. Uh oh. And I found something fun. Where was this? Oh, this was at Target. Look at it that. says online item on the thing, so I oh, think it, somebody hmm. must have ordered it online and uh, and that, returned yeah, it to the uh, store. But it's a it's, it's a Ruby's. Uh, Han pistol, I'm gonna paint it black and uh, cosplay the crap out of that. Well, I don't cosplay, but somebody could. It'll be for sale. This will be for sale at the next uh, at our next toy con. One more with a custom paint job, so it'll be more than what we have. Yeah, Rick will paint that. And I found this at Walmart on clearance. This is Lando Calrissian himself. Look at that, childish uh, Landino. Childish Landino with with uh, Kesselgard. I don't know what a Kesselgard is, but that's pretty cool. On clears for seven bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. Right? So like check it. your Walmart, and uh, you could get lucky. That's all. I'm surprised you actually it's found place. product at Walmart. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I know. We won't go back there again. <laughs> we won't revisit that Ooh. returning segment. Yes, sir, Rick. Right. Yeah. What's got your blood boiling this week? Nothing too exciting. I mean, I was glad you found I, the uh, the two Star Wars figures that I was looking for. We got Emphis Nest and Doctor Aphra. Yes. From the vintage collection. Found those at Big Bang Toys. Yep, so. Shout out to. Uh... <laughs> Thank you at Big Bang, because Lord knows I wasn't going to find them on the shelf anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
But got those two characters. Dr. Afford is one of my favorites. Um, I was excited I saw the... Actually, it came out last week, but I forgot to talk about it. The X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer for the for the next X-Men movie came out. Oh, I oh, hadn't wow. heard about Yeah, it. that was pretty Check cool. That came out. That kind of got me excited for the movie. I mean, I know heard of that. this will probably be the last X-Men movie before they merge them into the MCU, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, that came in under the radar. I don't remember hearing yeah, the trailer wasn't, release. Yeah, there wasn't a big fanfare. There wasn't much. I mean, and usually my feed is just mm-hmm. blown up with... And I just ran across it randomly. I saw it like posted maybe once or twice. So. Yeah, I keep watching half. It came on TV, and I was like, "What am I watching? Oh my god, I gotta shut it off." And I was... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Frank. It's a premise. Yep. Uh, previews. Uh, is this Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones? Yes. She. Yes. You asked me like I know names. Okay. Yes, I'm, it is. Then I'm gonna it's thank you. I just yes. want yes. some validation. Yes. The daughter of the guy that got his head cut off in first season. Ned Stark. Easy. Stark. That's a spoiler. Well, that's yeah. first season, man. That's like so years Sansa. ago. It's only eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Seven years old. Spoiler. Sansa Stark is playing Dark Phoenix. Yes. Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. I did not hear about the trailer. Yeah. So I'm it's the, it's the same cast that's been in the last four yeah, X Men movies. So McAvoy and who's the guy that plays Magneto? He's really cool. Uh, oh, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a great yeah, cast. Yeah, so it's a really good cast. Right, so okay. it should be a good movie. It should be a good movie. I'm excited um, about that. You should have known it was coming out after their uh, you know, spoiler alert about Deadpool two. If nobody's seen it. Oh yeah. They were. Uh, they had made a short appearance in there. The whole cast was almost. In there. Oh yeah, and Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Did we see Deadpool two? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going <laughs> with Josh Brolin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cable. Oh, that's right. We talked oh, about yeah. it. We did. <laughs> so many episodes ago, because we've been doing this for so long now. Yeah. <laughs> Ten episodes. So, so, not to put you on the spot, right. but uh, you've heard what we're talking about. What's going on with you? What's exciting? We know the Ren- uh, Renaissance. Few, yeah, Renaissance Festival is the foremost in my mind right now. It's 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 fun every year, and I actually encourage anyone who, everyone to come down. It's at Sunset Park. It's uh, the 12th through the 14th, um, and... It's just there's uh, a ton of vendors there with really cool stuff to look through. There's going to be the, all the guilds are down there, and they all have different themes. Uh, we're friends with the Dogs of War. Definitely check out their encampment. They're a bunch of fun people. They they get really into character. Um, and then there's just there's going to be jousting. There's going to be different uh, uh, combat events that you can see. There's going to be it's just a it's a great way to spend. A, weekend afternoon and hopefully if the weather holds up like it is yeah, right now it's going to be a beautiful weekend yeah, yeah. last couple of years have been a little warm but uh this year yeah. it'll be great um adam i hate to interrupt you but can yeah, you remind people what guilds are okay because so not everybody knows what they are yeah, we so, do, but yeah so it's it, they're, they're like an organization of people who have a, a theme so like for instance like the dogs more <laughs> present themselves as mercenaries and so they build an encampment they all make their own, um, actually to be a member, they make their own uh, leather gear that they have uh, for their cosplay. Very cool. um, and they, you know, they camp out there for the three days. They generally go to, they ferry around to the different, uh, the different festivals regionally. And um, uh, there's one that's um, called the Wilds and there's much more like Barbarians t- style. There's, um, there's a Roman one, there's a, there's just well, there's, there's a pirate one there's a pirate one as well one of my co-workers is yeah. like one of those guilds yeah exactly so it, it's, and it's just a, a way for people to you know have fun together cosplaying being a period appropriate and you know and you know there's um and, and just a share a love of 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 you know that the whole experience of the renaissance festival for sure 
And uh, you know, this is our third year there. The first year was right before our store opened and we were just advertising, but we actually had a booth the last two years um, where we represent. And next year we're gonna go uh, try to go even bigger and have our own special events there. But uh, we're gonna preview them, give a little talk about it this year, try to get people excited for next year. Very cool. And the other thing that's been on my radar um, is uh, uh, a miniatures game that came out based on Fallout called Fallout uh, Wasteland Warfare. Mm. And so it's based on the Fallout video game series. Hugely popular. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Fallout 76 is coming out pretty soon. That's been getting a lot of buzz. And it's made by a company called Modifius. And it's a, a miniature skirmish game. And there's actually three modes of play. You can do a solo game where... Um, they have little adventures, and there's um, basically set up a scenario, and there's kind of like a uh, an NPC um, AI system built into the game that you play against the game. Okay. And then there's collaborative storytelling uh, style, where you get a group of people together, and you're kind of like exploring the wasteland together. That's awesome. And then there's one where you can actually build up little armies and, and, and fight over resources. Oh, very cool. And uh, the, the minifigs are really cool. Uh, they have a lot of cool terrain for it, and they even released a whole uh, Nuka Cola set of bottle caps, which is the currency in the game. In the game, like it is in the video games. Oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome! So that game is actually a lot of fun, and uh, we we actually look forward to painting it up and um, and displaying it at the shop. Oh, that's cool. That'll be really awesome. Sounds intriguing. Very cool. Well, before we uh, slip into our topic, I think Patty wanted to talk about the big event of the week, the Walking Dead premiere. Well, I know Rick was a... excited to talk about it. <laughs> if you're listening in, uh, Rick is mad-dogging right now. <laughs> I'm playing up the character. Rick is a fan of the comic series. Huge fan of the comic series. Less a fan of the TV show. Well, it's, I used to love them both because I thought, you know, <clears throat> the book was one universe and then I looked at the TV as a separate universe. But at some point point it lost its magic for me and I don't want to go on more like we'll talk well if you want to say what you're going to say and then you know maybe I'll come back to it or whatever but it just now I think I'm should we have saved this for the versus segment I think I'm done, <laughs> I think I'm done with Walking Dead if you haven't watched the season premiere I don't know that we'll give away any spoiler spoilers but you may just want to be aware that we're going to you know we may say talk some about things show. <laughs> you may want to tune out for the next 90 to me it seems like the Walking Dead is now basically Animal Crossing with zombies thrown in here and there. It's like, it's just farming and politics. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of, you know. And for me, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the whole, I mean, that entire episode was so predictable. And I think that's why I love the book because I mean I've been reading comic books since I was a kid. So yeah, comic books. You throw an X Men comic book in front of me, yeah, I still I enjoy it, but I'm, I'm I pretty much know where it's going. It's predictable. But Walking Dead, for some reason. There's so many twists and turns in the book. It's just not predictable. And just to see it lose that element mm. of that surprise element, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. And to have that element gone, it's just like, eh. That's, I feel like they do that a lot, but I feel like it always comes back. I feel like it falls in and falls out quite frequently. I don't know What is this, season guys. nine they're in now? Yes, it's season nine. They have a new showrunner. Uh, Otherwise known as season done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Frank, you haven't watched it. I did. I oh, watched you it. watched it. I watched it. Adam, I watched it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. it. I watched it yesterday. I don't want to ruin anything for you then, Adam. Okay. But uh, like I said, I just, 
I feel like it falls in and falls out. Like yeah. it's it's either hot or cold for the episodes for me. Even season wise, some seasons are really cold. You're just like, come on, yeah. and it draws out. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like just overall with the show, I think it. I mean, it's really hard for a TV show to have bang bang episodes out episode after episode, especially when you're going nine seasons. Yeah, that's true. Even Fair with enough. the source material to pull on, mm-hmm. that's not excusing no, but the yeah. weaker episodes like these. I. I really like got don't I thought I was done with the show after, during season two. Oh, okay. I, was just, <laughs> I was just I, I really didn't like season two, and I stopped watching it for a while. Then recently, I got back into yeah. it, and I, uh-huh. I started watching. But it's just I loved the first season. I was yeah. really engaged. Mm-hmm. I had read some of the the graphic novels, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just the um, yeah. I felt season two just went in a bad direction. Yeah, and then you know. I, I, then I had friends like, no, you got, it got better, it got better, you got to go back. Mm-hmm. So I, and of course, you have to sludge through the rest of the season right. two you didn't yeah. want. Didn't want. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think that, um, which is why I like saving it up. Mm-hmm. Because I feel if I, if I watch it as a, as a chunk, then you can, it, it, the, the good and the bad, like the good always, you remember the good and you sort right. of forget the bad forget that the way. Bad part, if you yeah. kind of binge it all together, yeah. it's mm-hmm. all one long. But way. like, but you know, watching it week to week, you know, that bad episode kind of like stays with you. Well, yeah, if you wait all week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives yeah. 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 <laughs> you too much time to think about it. Stern stew. I just sensed a real tonal shift with the new showrunner, Angela Kang. That's what I meant. It's like, it almost felt a little hokey at times. With all the romance and a little cheesy, um, again, not giving things away, you know, I get that that would happen, that these things would happen, and I'm all right with it, but it's never bothered me until last night's episode. It just felt a tad forced. But there were things I did like about it, and this is not a spoiler. They keep saying this is Rick Grimes' last season. Uh, I don't know what that means because Maggie's people too. can go away. Oh, and Maggie's too. Yeah, that's Maggie's right. Too. Oh, so, I that. yep. yes, I do yep. remember hearing that too. So, I want to watch the season. I don't want to give up on it because I want to see how they're going to say goodbye to these characters. Will it be death? Will it be their, you know, on their own? What will it be? Mm-hmm. But I was a little eh at the end of the episode. Really. Yeah, I, for an opener, it wasn't a. A showstopper. I don't no, know what people wasn't. would be talking about today. Ah, did you hear who hooked up? You know, that might be it. I, I didn't. Yeah. I guess well, I can't talk about it without giving a spoiler away, but when they walked into that building mm-hmm. and you saw that glass floor. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> but it was all a tease, really. Not really, though, because... Well, no, what what you figured ha- would happen, happened. happened. No, and... I, thought, I thought maybe, maybe something more dramatic well, yeah, that was so if anything, kind of it was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it was much ado you know, about nothing. But we, see, the yeah. show yeah. throws curveballs, and so that could have been a curveball, and yeah. maybe a minor. I don't think that person. would even hit the plate. No, <laughs> it didn't. That petered um, out before it even. I, I really have to say, <laughs> I don't know if I like the this new Maggie, and I don't know is this the Maggie in the comics? What um, we're seeing now? I'd say it's pretty close. It's pretty close, but I don't know that I. Agree but there was with other her. things that happened that led up to that that okay. make it more believable. They're jumping ahead in the storyline really quick. I think they're forcing a lot of things Again, and yes. forcing things to try and line up with the book, and it just the book it just naturally happens, and it makes so much sense because yeah. of the things that happen and the depravity that's in the book is so much more graphic than what they show. I think, mm. at least. I agree with you. On the, on the T. So you can understand why these characters are going to act this way because 
oh my God, if some of this happened to you in real life, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's an hour of my life I won't get back, so. Uh, we did recognize a new character, and I don't remember if he even was named, but he was an actor on Black Sails. Oh, yeah. And we recognized him last night. So and he's going like, to be somebody. He is going to become a new bad guy, without a doubt, because he's like a sort of name guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why, I'm, because what it's leading up to, I don't see how they're going to go get there in the in a decent way. With the characters that they've killed off, but huh, maybe they're not guessing there. Maybe they're going somewhere else. No, they keep teasing that this certain group is going to show up. They've said it before, and you know this is is the season where this group's going to show up. Yes, exactly. All right, there's whispering. We can't whisper. We're on a podcast. You just spoiled it. it. Spoiler alert. See, this is an innocent thing. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what you're into that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that was great. Right. That'll right. be on the 10th so episode. <laughs> yes. So, with that being said, it. that was it. So, comment yeah. if you had an opinion and you watched the show, because we'd like to know what our viewers and listeners thought. Change my mind. Make me watch it again. Convince Rick. Oh, there's nothing else on Sunday, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> time to catch up on all the stuff you DVR during the week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm so behind on the Netflix shows. I got to get caught up on those. Yeah. So there are a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that new Star Wars show that came out on no, I, Disney DX? We DVR'd, I DVR'd it, it too. I haven't uh, watched Resistance, it. Resistance, right? Resistance, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the. It's Poe Dameron and, and crew, right? So it's... I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I, he might be in it. Yeah, he's the main character. He's the main character. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. But... I know they're coming out with a new toy line for it. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's very, very child-looking. Very yeah. vibrant colors and very... Like the know. toy box line, kind of? Uh, like even brighter. Like a oh, lot of fluorescence yeah. and, yeah. So the yeah. palette of the toy line is very cheery and bright. So. Ah. Cool. And we'll see how is there goes. a Mandalorian? Maybe. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of Mandalorian, oh my god, how did we forget about that? <laughs> that was like, whoo. Yeah, that was big news. I was, was I'm like scrolling news. Instagram, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's all anybody's, you know, that picture. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, so Rob's talking about the new oh, yeah. uh, TV series that they've announced from John Favreau. Favreau. Yeah. Favreau, who's doing uh, a Mandalorian. Yeah, the like man, space it looks like a kind of space thing. opera, western kind of thing. He looks like a real bad ASS. Uh-huh. I can say ass. Yeah, you mm. can. Yeah, mm. you just you did, did, so you're good. Yeah, yeah you can, but it should you. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, he just looks like a... That looks or cool. she. It could be. It could be a she. We don't know. And in fact, I thought I told Patty, like... Chances are it may could be a, fe- you know, a female yeah, mercenary cool. in there. You know? That'd be cool, too. Yeah. But uh, looks cool, and John Favreau's cool. a huge fan, mm-hmm. so we know it's going to be. He's directed other Star Wars stuff, right? Hasn't he? Or he did. Mm-hmm. He's the director of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's, he's the one that started the yeah, pretty much the MCU. The MCU, yeah, with the Iron Man and Iron Man Two, and then he's always been a producer of, <laughs> yeah. of a lot of those movies. Yeah, I don't think he's done any Star Wars. I don't think so. I think this is. So, and this takes place right after Jedi, right? Or sometime after oh, Jedi. Oh, the Mandalorian? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think, it's, it's, I it's that, right? I think right? that's the time frame. Oh, I, I got to do more research. Yeah. As excited as I am, you'd think I would. I, well, I was just reading right the article, and I was like, after I saw it, I was like, nope. I think they have a <laughs> Ewok sidekick, too. 
And Rob was like, hey, Patty's in. And I'm done. The Mandalorian and his Ewok sidekick. No, no, Nika, Nika. No, he's got a port. He's a space pirate. A shoulder port. Shoulder port. Where's the Ewoks win? Nothing but a board to eat. Not cool. That's funny. Should we introduce the topic then? Yeah, I was going to say, let's with that one because Patty gave me some laser eyes with that board comment. She likes boards. All right, we're here to actually talk more about games and gaming. That's why Adam is here because you guys have the store. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned earlier, the name of our store is War Room Games. And we're a tabletop gaming store. We uh, specialize in uh, miniature gaming. Um, my part, business partner, Ray Prado, and myself, we both used to work for Games Workshop, which is one of the major producers of miniatures. They do the Warhammer 40K uh, line, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, The Hobbit, and then they have a number of specialist games in those different universes. Um, and we also, but we also, we're also big into board gaming. We have a big uh, Wednesday night, it's a big board game night. And uh, pen and paper RPGs, D&D, Pathfinder, the Star Wars games, uh, Star Trek Adventures, uh, uh, Cyberpunk, Shadowrun, all those types of games. So those, um, we, and the one thing we, we, we haven't gotten into yet is uh, the, trade, uh, the collectible card games, like Magic and Pokemon. Um, we don't really have a background in it right now, so we're trying to focus and make what we know we're good at the mm -hmm. best we can. And then later on, we, uh, we'll venture into the card game side yeah. as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And where's the store? So the store is at uh, the corner of Sunset and Eastern, right across from Sunset Park. Uh, 2560 East Sunset Road, Suite 110. Um, we're right behind the McDonald's in that parking parking lot. Okay. And uh, we're open seven days a week. Um, and we have table space available for uh, gaming. Um, if you go to War Room Games LV on Facebook, um, you can we have a calendar of events about what day we specialize in different games. Uh, Monday nights are hobby night. Um, as you, uh, with this uh, War Square Citadel sitting right in front of me, this is some of the stuff that we like to do on the hobbying side as well as the gaming side and um we um but like so that's, that's our monday night is for our hot uh, is where we specialize in the hobbies mm -hmm. and then um thursdays we have D, D adventure league at the store which is open to everybody if you're ever interested in trying dungeons and dragons it's a perfect opportunity to come and learn how to play is that adventure league is that like D, &D for beginners like so it's it's one of the one of the concepts behind adventure league is to teach uh, new players how to play the current edition, but it's also for if you just want an extra D&D &D game that you don't want to worry about setting up, you know, five to six of your friends and try to pick a night, hmm. you can just come down. It's like a pickup game. Yeah, ready-made game to go. Yeah, yeah. And it's also it's also a good way for people who are on the road a lot because your character sheet will be signed off by the DMs and you can take that sheet and go to any game and play that character. Oh, oh that's, that's very cool. cool. So it's a really cool system that they've set up um, they, they run the, uh, the current module that they've released. Uh, they just tra are transitioning into the uh, Waterdeep module that just came out, um, Dragon Heist, which is a, a really cool uh, setting where you go into the bowels of the uh, sort of the underworld of Waterdeep and you're negotiating all the different powers of being that run Waterdeep behind the scenes sometimes openly as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all trying to vie for a treasure. In, in Waterdeep, and you have to sort of 
make sure you're working for the one you want to work for without pissing off the other ones oh. that you're not going to work for. It's, it's a really cool Very setting. Cool. Hmm. Um, and that book just came out, and they're going to they're actually doing a, uh, another Water Deep, sort of like a second mm -hmm. um, uh, sequel to it. That's going to be coming out later this year. Oh, very cool. That sounds awesome. Neat. Are we going to gloss over that Rob made a sports reference with pickup game? That was eating at me. I'll put, I'll put my dollar in the jar. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. Out of my fan on that mm. one. So, uh, <laughs> are there multiple games going on? Or uh, is everybody, is there one dungeon master and and everybody participates in the same game. So, um, no, there's we have two to three tables any night, depending on how many people show up. They do have a maximum that they can handle. It's usually eight, which includes the DM, so seven players, one DM. So we, we, we've gotten up to almost full, three full tables on Thursday nights. Right. But um, we, we've never really had to turn anyone away uh, for that, so it's we still have room to grow. Plus... There's a couple of players who actually just started within the last year. They're actually looking to get into DMing, so we may be opening up new tables so they can mm. start cool DMing eventually. Yeah. And is it the kind of sorry, I have so many questions. Oh about this, no, no, but no. is it the kind of thing that continues week to week, or is it a self-contained game? When you leave that night, it's done and over. So or? the eventually that we have at our store <laughs> are continuing campaigns. So it's there are there are they do stretch together, and. That doesn't mean that you know you know people are busy and they can't always make it every week. So if you miss a session, they'll catch you up, yeah. and your character kind of is like teleported to where they are in in the story. <laughs> we left you behind in the canyon. Do they become <laughs> a uh, non-player character? No, they don't, they don't do that. Whereas the the DM will kind of play as them is because the character sheets are kept by the players. So like oh, okay. the DMs don't have access to that. Right, yeah. But yeah, if there's you know, there's enough ways that you can work it, work in the player who wasn't there last week mm -hmm. into, you know, because they, you know, it, it, the sessions last week were for three and a half to four hours, so it's, you know, they, they get stuff done, but sometimes, you know, the, nothing gets done in a four-hour session. I always play D and D. You know, sometimes you just yeah. get sidetracked yeah. into uh, some some little side area you, you the players find interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, but as far as um, overall in the store, like while we do have days dedicated to certain games that doesn't mean you can't come play other games those days um on our facebook page we have a group where people can look for look for games so you just it's called uh, planning your next battle and you go in there and say like hey i want to play a 1500 point game of 40k on wednesday at 2 p.m who's interested and someone will respond and you can set up a game that way that's very cool nice so you guys i mean are basically a meeting ground for people who you know yeah we, we like to think of ourselves as a community mm -hmm. of players um and that's one thing that we present is it's not just a store where you buy your games and we're done like we you come in you're new to the hobby we'll help you with the build like t teach you how to build how to paint how to do how the rules of the game we'll do uh, teaching games we're, we're there to help you grow in the ho the different hobbies whatever it is because we're all gamers at, at the store and so we, we want to see people have fun and be introduced into the hobby and, and grow the community uh, because we we want to play a welcoming place where anyone can walk in and feel like yeah this is where I can relax mm -hmm. have some fun for a couple hours I really love that concept and, and yeah. because you know you know everyone's lives you know you have all the stresses and everything and we want to be a place where people can come in and just like relax and have yeah. fun yeah very cool that's nice that's because awesome. you know like rob and i were talking before i think it was on one of the squadcasts 
if you're new to comic collecting, you go into yeah. a comic shop, it's pretty intimidating. And sometimes oh, yeah. it doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. So it's nice with, you know, a hobby like this. And there's, I'm sure you'll touch on it. There's so many different aspects to this hobby right. to have that welcoming and uh, yeah. that community feel. Yeah, I mean, it, it is like, and it, especially with like something like miniature gaming, where it is a little bit more of a niche mm -hmm. hobby where it isn't, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, most people have at least heard of it and maybe kind of have an idea of what right. it is. And now, like, with uh, Critical Role and different uh, uh, YouTube podcasts where it's really become much more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Most people, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing. Like, back when I started in, in second edition back in the, in when I was in middle school, you know, you just had the little group of people and you maybe, you kind of heard about it. It was still back in the days where parents were worried about whether or not it was going to lead to <laughs> right, satanic say, Yeah, exactly. What are they doing like in the that. basement? Yeah, and so... <laughs> Why do I smell incense? Yeah, they're talking about <laughs> demons and all this other stuff, what's right. going on. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's 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 all out in the open and people see that, you know, it's just people having fun. And so, like, a lot of the, sort of the stigma of, of the role-playing game has gone away. People are just like, I just want to throw myself into it right, and have yeah. fun. Because they realize that it's, it's really anything you can do mm -hmm. but like with the miniature side like if you're into maybe you played a video game with warhammer 40k you know, which is the most popular miniature game mm -hmm. or you might have heard it you know like uh the warhammer total wars on the fantasy side and that's a pretty popular game but um you, you don't quite know what it is so right. and you come in and you see the wall of boxes and there's 20 different armies and then there's there's glue and, and tools and, <laughs> and paints, paints and brushes. <laughs> it, it can be a little overwhelming. So yeah. part of what we like to do is walk people through and say, no, this is here. This is where you start. You know, mm -hmm. they, there's a they have a good range of starter products, and so we'll say like, well, and what we always like to tell people and our advice is, whichever army you think is the coolest, yeah, for whatever reason, because you know a little bit about their story, you think their story is cool, yeah, you just look at the box art. Those guys look cool. You know, there's the Tyrannids for 40k. There's the bugs, mm -hmm. the swarm of bugs like that. I just want to play a bug army. Yeah. And if that's what you draws you in, play that because yeah. sometimes people try to chase like whatever is the good army as far as in the game. That's always changing. Right. I can tell you which army is best right now. Yeah. Three months from now, it, it could, could be, be a completely different, different army. Got but it. if you stick with what you think is cool, and you, mm -hmm. it draws you in. You're going to stick with that army. Right. Even if you're you're still going to have fun with it, even if it's not the most competitive army. Right. But the the in the miniature hobby, which is nice, the one thing I love about it is there are many different aspects to the hobby. So you have the game side. So mm -hmm. there's a rule book. Your army has points. You play up to a different point level. You play a game, and then there's a winner and there's a loser. But there's also the hobby side, which you can you know see in front of me here. This is a, a terrain piece um, that we're going to be displaying out at the Renaissance Festival for... Ajax Sigmar display. That is super cool. It's really cool. And this is <laughs> Warsire's Critical. So, but this is something that we assembled. We also did a little custom work here um, where we put in the flocking for the, the grass. Mm -hmm. There's vines. Um, and then, of course, there's the painting aspect as well. So, the um, it, ha it has that artistic creative side. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can, with this, you could go however you want to do it. You could see it as a very haunt like we're kind of doing like more of a haunting um citadel atop of a mountain mm -hmm. what we have here but you can make it much more of a just a, a place for science and learning we, you know with the up here right. with the uh, with the telescope mm -hmm. you can you can paint them all sorts of different colors to give it a different feel and same thing with the models you can build them you can paint them 
you know, there's the box art, which some you know people will follow, but there's you know, I I want my Space Marines to be green. Yeah. So you can paint them with all different shades of green. Right. Another person wants them to be red or whatever, and there's all sorts of different ways that you can express yourself in the hobby. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about because I do I paint miniatures, but I don't do any of the gaming. But right. And um, but I love to do it and then do whatever color. I Absolutely. feel like if I want to make a blue thief, then he's going mm-hmm. to be blue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's because it's it's cool and different. Exactly. And it, it really, the sky's the limit. There are some people who are masters at kit bashing, where they can take different pieces from different components, put mm-hmm. it together, make something entirely new. Yeah. It's like Legos, but, you know, without any sort of, like, bricks. It's bricks just you, yeah. you have your, your imagination, and then you have to plan it out and then figure out how you're going to put it all together. Mm-hmm. And there, there are just creative masters out there. They make works of art. Yeah. Um, well, I would say this is. I mean, this yeah, is this, cool. This is just looking at all the detail. Let, you if know, you're just listening, you better go to YouTube and, and check it out. Yeah, because it's definitely worth looking. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Maybe it, um, Rob can take a picture or two and put it up on our Facebook page or something. Yeah, that absolutely. Be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Looks like it kind of reminds me of Castle Gray School. Yeah, a, li- a, school, a, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> school. This could have been like the the, uh, the, That's the, why I would die, the astronomy <laughs> adjunct of Castle Grayskull, where yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they the it is the color yeah. of it. It's yeah. got the. Yeah. Well, Ray and I are both children of the '80s, so we're huge fans of He-Man. We both yeah. Did. So uh, we, we had a little bit of inspiration from that. Yeah. There you go. But this was this is. Uh, a kit that the company who yeah. makes the game also they yeah. put out so, these so yeah kits. this was made by games workshop and so when you buy the box it comes on sprues that you have to clip out the different components and then they have instructions and that's how like to a assemble. model like a yeah. sprue like a supports yeah, yeah. so basically it, it, they come in rectangles and the different components are because the way they have to manufacture it it's not manufactured like this it's manufactured in panels and right yeah and then it clip it, it glues together in a certain way um, via the instructions, or you can you know make modifications right. as you see fit, um, and then uh, once it's done, then it's ready to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, you put a, a primer over it because it's just going to be gray plastic and won't mm-hmm. take paint unless you prime it. And then there's all sorts of techniques that we uh, you know too many to get into in in this video, but we we, we um, probably starting next year we're going to be offering classes at our store. We're going to be showing different uh, different techniques of painting and also terrain building because while you can do kits, part of this is scratch built, whereas the bottom section is actually made out of pink foam yeah. that we use to make it look like it's coming out of a mountain. But you can completely scratch built terrain, mm-hmm. especially for the boards where you play on. It makes a great material where you can sculpt like mountains and valleys and rivers right. into it and then... Wow you paint it over mm-hmm. and you do flocky materials to make it look like a grassland or you yeah. can make it look like a sort of like an arid for a uh, desert area mm. or a thick forest mm-hmm. we did actually a really cool for a game called star wars legion we had a four by four with a downed at atat mm-hmm. that we had chopped up and to use as like a makeshift uh, rebel base that the uh, the imperials were assaulting mm-hmm. in a forest area that's amazing yeah, that's awesome. so it's, it. it's a really cool uh, the, and things like that is what I love. It's just the creativity. And also, um, the as, as I mentioned earlier, we have the community aspect, whereas sitting around a table and playing a game with friends or people you're meeting for the first time but will become friends is its own unique experience mm-hmm. that you can't really get playing online or really anywhere else. Right. It's, it's, a, it's just having that, sitting over that game, having fun, 
you know, maybe talking a little smack to each other, just laughing. That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> never. Is, 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 I, I feel that's a big part of what of what we provide because, um, you know, I, I was I was big into the online gaming for a long time, uh-huh. and I got sort of gotten away from the tabletop. But I really, about five years ago, wanted to get back into the tabletop side, uh-huh. and so that's when I. Uh, walked into the Games Workshop and started because I was interested in 40k mm-hmm. and um, starting that you know, I met a lot of people who are have made become good friends of mine right and when I shout out to speaking of which shout out to Eric and Teresa they just got engaged oh. yesterday they're so, all super happy for that oh very cool and uh, but yeah so I met but I met Eric playing 40k yeah and uh, he's a good friend of mine now oh very cool so uh, yeah it's but it, you build a bond Mm-hmm. Of, of friendship and community by playing around a table, right? And, I, and we feel that you know something is just special and unique for tabletop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. We started doing that a lot just in the last year, just in our circle of friends, just mm-hmm. doing uh, mm-hmm. different. You know, a lot of the card games like you see, like Munchkin mm-hmm. and Unstable Unicorns, and yeah, I meet a lot of people like who that. come in and they're like, "Yeah, we've been hosting a game night for three months or six months. We need some new games. You know, they yeah, ask for mm-hmm. recommendations." Um, so it's just, it's become a lot popular. I, I, it's, you know, 10, 10, 15 times a week I, I meet people who are like, mm-hmm. they're running their own little game nights at their house. Right, yeah. Inviting friends over. It's just, it's, it beats, you know, sitting down. I mean, yeah, sitting down watching a movie, movies are great, but, you know, you, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no interaction right. when right. you're watching the movie. It's, 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 it's setting up those scenes where you can have those shared experiences, I mm-hmm. think, that make it great. It's really a big time for gaming right now, like mm-hmm. tabletop and other kind of cards. Is it, mm-hmm. You think that's a response to like social media and that disconnect that people? I, I think I think that that's part of it. I think you know, in, in some ways we're much more connected than ever because you know you can, I'm you can, I'm in touch with people that I hadn't spoken to in ten years and right. probably never would have without Facebook, but it's also that distance where all you have is the screen. Right? Yeah. And you're texting something, and then something comes out, and maybe you meant it as a joke, and then someone else takes it the wrong way. Yeah, they take it, yeah. Whereas, you know, that you're on friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people are completely reasonable on Twitter and, and Facebook uh, all the time, is my experience. Um, but, yeah, but, it, but if you're in person, you, you have that, you have that um, common experience. But I also think a few other things. Um, just the quality of board games has gone up. You know, when we were kids, yeah, we all had true. games like uh, the, the Parker Brothers games, which were fun, mm-hmm. but, you know, didn't have a lot of depth to it. But with Kickstarter, mm-hmm. Kickstarter's been a big boon because it's given creators who maybe they couldn't sell their idea to a, a big board game company like Fantasy Flight or Hasbro, but they just have a great idea. And so they can go directly to the to public the and say, hey, we have this idea. We need $30,000 to get it going. Mm-hmm. And if... And then there's the marketplace of ideas where they vote with their dollars. Yep. And if they get funded, they can make great games. There have been a ton of games that have come out that mm-hmm. eventually are picked up by publishing companies. And right, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, these are great games that right. we never would have seen right. 20 Otherwise, years ago. Right. Yeah, now you see uh, unicorns. Unstable unicorns at Target. At, uh, Absolutely. You know, yeah. With all the expansion packs. And that, is such a a fun that was our mm-hmm. first Kickstarter. That was my first Kickstarter. Experience. So I follow another company, um, Tea Turtle, mm-hmm. we can mention them, and I had gotten an email like a year or so ago about Unstable Unicorns, and I got excited when I read about it, and I was like, oh, I think I like this. 
Very simple mm-hmm. gameplay, but hilarious. Real, super I fun. I love hey, the nay card and the hell nay. <laughs> <laughs> and the super nay. <laughs> Games that last like 15, 30 minutes that are easy to pick up and put down, just fun to replay. Those are super popular really, right yeah. now. Flux, which I see over here, yeah. is another one of those games that is uh, super easy to play. There's, this is Firefly. Flux. That's Firefly. Flux. Oh. If you want to be a brown coat, you can yeah, play that right. game. But they they have a, a bunch of different licenses for uh, for, uh, everything, for yeah. uh, Flux, and they uh, they all have like different little special rules. Because mm-hmm. like, the uh, like for instance, the Monty Python Flux, um, there is a, <laughs> a rule where sometimes all, everybody has to sing. Oh really? When, the, when, when oh, they're talking during the game. Yeah, that's the round table. We dance with yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I, I did. I never really think about it. And the licensing alone on this is just mind blowing. Oh, yeah. On mm-hmm. all these games, like, like for again, Flux or like even Munchkin. Like mm-hmm. we were playing X Men. I, yeah. I, I remember when they were coming out at Comic Cons, yeah. explaining how the people like they had tiny booths, right? And they they were there explaining stuff, and I was like. I do want to play that, but I right. don't. But then you just see all these genres that you love, and you're like, how in the heck did they get to, like, Marvel level, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> branding? No, and Munchkin, you know, there's uh, pretty much any popular license, there's a Munchkin version of yeah. it. And Munchkin is another, just a simple, fun game. You can play in about 30 minutes. Um, and the nice thing about, if you played one of the Munchkin, you know how to play all the Munchkins, mm-hmm. because the, the, the rule set is universal. They basically just have different skins over it, but with slight twists in each one. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you do play X Men, Mun- like uh, Marvel Munchkin's got a few expansions that actually add a few different uh, uh, mechanics to the game. Yeah, like the worlds. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Oh, the, 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 the world cards. And yeah, then, you're not yeah. a fan of the world oh. cards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and um, but like uh, Rick and Morty has really sort of exploded in the last couple yeah, of years yeah. with. Oh, yeah. Uh, it seems like every three months there's a new Rick and Morty game, and yeah. those all sell like crazy. People, mm-hmm. that, people just love Rick and Unlike Morty. Unlike new seasons. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're too busy uh, licensing out the games. We recently just got in, and I know this one's been out for a few years now, I think. Smash so, Up? Yeah. yeah, but we just got into this. Mm-hmm. Smash Up, and this was this is great because you can... Like, I was... The other day I was Sharks and Zombies... Right. Like so, you can pick whatever two factions you want, and then you just battle each other for for worlds. So it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty so cool. Smash Up is a great game, and that's another one that they have uh, seven or eight expansions now, where they add a bunch of different factions. Well, I didn't know they had that many expansions. Yeah, I knew they had expansions. He told me that. Ton. And there's now there's even a Smash Up Munchkin. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So man, I think I'm good on Munchkin yeah. though. Once yeah. I got Marvel and X Men Munchkin, like right. I stopped playing all the other Munchkin games. So I think I'm good on that. Although right. Munchkin Smash Up does sound intriguing. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, Steve Jackson Games, who publishes Munchkin, they, they, uh, they, they, some people just accuse him of all doing is making Munchkin now. But uh, but yeah, they, they, anyone who's willing to sell the license, it seems like they'll they'll, mm, they'll put, yeah. make a Munchkin out of it. I'm for waiting sure. for a Harry Potter Munchkin. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah, going to look Star, Wars, Star Wars, Wars Munchkin would be called Space Wars. There's a Space Wars one, one yeah, right, but, which yeah, is a, a, a I, well, parody. that's <laughs> see, that's because Fantasy Flight owns the license for Star Wars board games. Oh, okay. and so they would have to make an agreement between those two companies in order to do it. That chance, but. 
Well, you know, if, if the dollars become the yeah. rich, you know, they, they, <laughs> they would do it. it. But yeah, Fantasy Flight makes all of all of the tabletop Star Wars games. So they make oh, okay. the card game, mm-hmm. uh, Destiny. They make the the miniatures game, Star Wars Legion. Mm-hmm. The RPGs, The Edge of Empire, uh, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny. And they make um, all of the different board games. Yeah. So yeah. So if if it's not Fantasy Flight, really, you're not going to see a Star Wars game. Okay. So that, mm-hmm. as I'm. I'm one of the negative side effects of having these exclusive uh, contracts is that you wouldn't see like a Star Wars munch. Right. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, maybe they'll be able to talk and, oh, and work cool. something out. I think I just saw. Um, I'm not sure which Star Wars game it is, but in that in the game magazine was it GTCM or what is it? GTM. The, GTM. Yes. Yeah. There's a a Wookie expansion pack coming yes. out. Yes. So there's a yes. in, in a couple weeks. In a couple I'm weeks sold. coming out. In a Chewbacca and and, Wookie, and, and all the Wookie, Wookie fighters, people. yeah, uh, for Star Wars Legion, wow. which is the miniatures game. So yeah. is that the ones that you paint? Yes, yes. perfect. Yes. Yes. Save yeah. me a box. Yeah. I'll be done. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. Every, every, you're, you're, trust me, you're not alone. A lot of people are like, I'm going to wait until the Wookies come out, then I'm going to get into Legion. That's awesome. And play the game because right. I can get Wookies. You could get Mandalorians. We could have a game day. Yeah. All right. If you yeah. insist. Yeah. <laughs> Mandalorians versus Wookiees, I don't think is much of a, you know, that's not much of a matchup. I know, I'm sorry. You can pick someone stronger. Oh, Never smacked one of them got eaten by the Sarlacc, the other one didn't. So. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I should have mentioned that last last Shots week when fight. we were talking Star Wars and Boba Fett, yeah, I didn't. I true. forgot to mention that Boba Fett, you know, really got a raw deal. He did. Mm. You know, he I did. think it was. I think not to stray off topic, right. but I think it was just a character that he, George didn't expect to to Sky blow up rocket? like he did, right. and he really didn't know what to do with him. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like. He didn't know yeah. where to fit him into the story, so mm-hmm. he gave him a so crappy ending. Him? That's what George does. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I, everyone was like, well, why is Darth Vader telling that guy specifically to cool his jets? No disintegrations. Yeah. Right, when you're yeah. talking about hunger. So, like, what is that guy up to? Right, exactly. yeah. Darth yeah. Vader, the baddest man in the universe, yeah, has to remind him that he needs to chill out yeah, a bit. So, <laughs> so and, I, and, I, and that's, and that's, that's a great point. In. It is a great point. And every time, and you know, he and then you know, in Empire, you know, he tricked. He knew what Han's trick was. Yeah. And so, uh, Boba Fett was a was a badass in that movie. And then yeah. you're right. I think they didn't know where to go with him, and so yeah. well, into the Sarlacc you go. Yeah, by a blind guy. <laughs> You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not. Not a good Man, way. To not a good way to go. Is it too late into the conversation? Do you think to to talk about touch on what the different kind of games are? No, because I was you just mentioned board, game night, board games and, and RPG I pictured, and, like, and yeah, people sitting around playing Clue or Candyland, but those that's not what board games are talking about. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, I love like putting Clue and Candyland together. <laughs> that's hey, awesome. They're too famous. Well, it's, Clue or Candyland. Let's absolutely. I love. I, I love Clue, both the movie and the game. Yes. They're both they're both <laughs> amazing, and Clue you know, and it is is open to kids of all ages. You know, so if if you do have younger kids, Candyland's a great game for kids. Yes. But most people who are gamers, um, yeah, they they um, they want something a little bit more sophisticated. Um, um, much, sort of on the lower end of sophistication would be sort of the Munchkin Flux end. But there's games that go like Twilight Imperium, which is a interstellar conquest game where you there's politics military the game can last eight hours it's a super fun game but you got to set aside a day to play it yeah um like where's Catan lie in there 
Catan sort of in the middle. I know it's coming up, like it's been coming up in a lot of conversations. Oh yeah, well, the, Settlers of Catan is sort of like well, it was one of the the big games of sort of like the new the new board game wave. It was sort mm. of the first ones where people. It's uh, you know, it's it's what's called a Euro style game where mm-hmm. you got a little bit more complexity to it, where you have the um, the the land and resource acquisition and management system, mm-hmm. and then there's been a lot of um, uh, games influenced by that that's mm-hmm. come out. Uh, one game that's sort of similar in that vein that is has been very popular at our store is called Terraforming Mars, mm. and the, what you do in that game is that you are each in uh, you each play a corporation that is tasked with um, settling Mars and trying to make it habitable for humans. And there's a cooperative and a competitive element to it. So the cooperative element is that each corporate you're all working toward the goal of making Mars habitable. But the competitive part is like who did it best and made the most money oh, okay. doing it. So there's you get points in that game by doing different things, and at the end of the game you count up all the different stuff you did, you get points for it, and then whoever had the most points wins. But there's a lot of strategic depth to it and how you best maximize your corporation's impact on Mars and get Mm -hmm. the most points with that. It's competitive Sin City. I mean, uh, Sim City. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. It's got a little bit of that where you're you're building up different tiles. So that's one component of it. But another one is also just different plans and like just raising the temperature of Mars alone gives you points. It's not just also on the map. Okay. And uh, raising the oxygen is another is another thing that gives you points. Huh. Nice. And so it's it's there's those types of games, and then there's like just simple games. There's a game called King of New York, which is you you fight plays a monster. Everyone plays as a monster that's trying mm-hmm. to destroy New York with the most style possible. Hmm. And it uses a, a with the most style. Yeah, possible. because you get points. Yeah. You yeah. get points for doing it. And whoever gets up to 20 points or kills all the other monsters yeah. wins. Oh. And it uses a, a Yahtzee mechanic where you, you have six dice. Mm-hmm. They all have different symbols and they do different things like attacking or healing yourself or just getting points. Right. Um, and you get to roll up to three times keeping as many dice as you want. Mm. And then whatever the, the final display is what you get for that turn. Yeah. But that one is just a simple, simple, uh, simple game. A lot of fun going around the table. Mm-hmm. It takes 15 minutes. A lot of people like to use that to sort of get the juices flowing for a game night. So you, yeah. everybody sort of gets into it. You're not starting with a, a heavy game. And then right. you can move into move a, into a more complicated game later. What about um, Arkham Horror? My son just recently was... Because the art is so cool. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I want to get into this game. Arkham Horror is a... Is a so it's, it's a, there's a lot of games in the Lovecraft universe right now. There's And they're all made by Fantasy Fight. They own... They're, they're the ones that are public pumping out those games. Those, okay. But as um, Smash Up had, because they had the obligatory Cthulhu expansion. Right, yes. For a Smash Up. So uh-huh. you know, two years ago, basically, everybody came out with their Cthulhu, Cthulhu yeah. version of their game. Of everything, yeah. Uh, Pandemic came out with one. There's Pandemic <laughs> Cthulhu. Uh, but to get back to Arkham Horror, so you're each playing investigators mm-hmm. going around trying to basically prevent the old ones from waking up. Oh, okay. And it's a very hard game yeah. you are going to lose a lot okay. as a team wow. because if, if you're familiar with the Lovecraft universe mm-hmm. there's no winners you're basically delaying defeat okay. is the best you can do <laughs> yeah. wow everybody loses <laughs> with Lovecraft yeah, yeah. And, and so it basically it's like okay Azatoth's not coming around for maybe a couple more centuries but mm-hmm. he's coming yeah. we just prevented it for a little right. while and so it, so our, so basically you're basically trying to close different portals and, and, and shut down the cultists mm. in the different areas using card mechanics and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so arc but it's a, it's a ton of fun yeah. and um, 
it's it's a game where you have to be prepared to basically you really have to learn the mechanics of the game in order to win. To win, okay. But it's a it's worth its while because it's a fun game to figure out. Yeah. And it's a great game to play with friends too because oh, okay. you know there's sometimes you're playing you think everything's going great and then you just get like three consecutive turns that just go wrong and all of a sudden oh. you're done. Hmm. All right. Wow. Good to know. Reporting right. on how. Yeah. I will. How I will. Yeah. Well, he's already saving up to get the. I guess the starter thing is like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, like that. I think it's, it's around, ninety. Yeah, hundred. That seems about. Is that about average for uh, so most like games? A hundred like bucks that? for a game? I'm well, sorry, yeah, it seems. Did you just say? <laughs> That's well, average? it seems like when That's you look not, at the table, these aren't your games, average games, right? So I would we'll say, defer to the expert. I would say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for most games, you're looking at forty to a hundred. And okay. it really depends on how many components are in the game, mm-hmm. and how many boards there are, how many cards in, are in each one. And so generally the more components there are, the the more expensive the game's going to be. There's a game out that we cannot keep on our shelves. Every time we get it in, it sells out me called Gloomhaven. It's a dungeon crawl game where there's mm-hmm. RPG elements. You're going, you're, you're all basically venturing off from this town called Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going into different dungeons trying to either kill monsters or get certain treasure, $150 game, we cannot keep it on the shelves. Wow. Every time we get it in, it sells out immediately. So it's, it, but it's because you, you pick up the box, the box weighs like 10 pounds. Yeah. There's a lot There's in a the lot box. There's a lot in there, yeah. Um, and, you know, whereas a game called like Flux, you know, that's 15, 20 bucks, but it's just a deck of cards. Yeah. And so the, the cost of the games really comes down to the components. And, like Arkham Horror is on sort of the higher end mm-hmm. of where games are, but yeah, you're looking in a in a usually in a fifty to a hundred dollar range. But you know, with with that hundred dollars, you're getting you know if you like the game, you're playing, getting hundreds of hours of entertainment out of it. So it's it's yeah, something that you can go back to and play over and over again. Plus, the components that they include with mm-hmm. most of these games are not of shabby quality. I no. mean, this stuff is really. The, the artwork is beautiful. The co- the quality. Yeah, is, that's what I was just yeah. looking. I mean, you can't see it, but maybe we can. I don't know, flash somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the artwork from Gloomhaven is just—it's really cool. Yeah. The artwork is super it, it, cool. Is I think people know yeah. how to use Google. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm looking at too. I had no idea oh, about the awesome. price. You want to Fifty was like the high end range. Oh. I want an action figure of this dude. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Inix Brute. He's from Doomhaven. Yeah, eventually they probably will make uh, uh, some a miniature, yeah. some more miniatures for it. Um, just that's to, cool. uh, because, you know, that that's one thing where board games and miniature games are sort of are actually coming together, too. There's a lot of games now coming out with high-quality miniatures that are unpainted that you yeah. can also that you can paint, whereas you don't have the building aspects, so you can just play, open up the box and right, play. Right, play, yeah. But if you want to, you can make um, some spectacular-looking pieces for your board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Imperial cool. Assault, which is a Star Wars game made yeah. by Fantasy yep. Flight, is mm-hmm. a good example of that. They make great models, and that game's a ton of fun. Um, uh, Blood Rage by uh, Cool Me or Not is a, it's a basically you're playing at a Ragnarok, Oh, okay. And you just have different Viking clans, and you're trying to control, get different <laughs> territories. Like it's a, it's a, that, the game's a ton of fun, but it comes with a bunch of models. Yeah. There's a Conan the Barbarian game. That's great. That comes, that comes with a ton a ton of models. Um, Dark Souls, based on the video game. Um, amazing models for that one, too. Wow. 
Yeah. So is there a Sasquatch game? <laughs> there is. I don't know if there's one with models though. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting for a cryptid, a cryptid start, game. Start writing it. I was thinking about it, but... Uh, Richard, this is your calling. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Squatch Watch. Hey, you just gave oh. away your title. Oh, yeah, I did give away the title. Hold on. Oh. Squatch Watch TM. You heard we it will, here first. We will blur it out. Beep it out. Yeah, we'll beep it out. We'll censor it. Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> so how do people, if they, when they walk into the store, how do you direct them? You just... Uh... Well, but we, we always ask people, because some people are just into certain aspects, certain types of tabletop gaming. And so I, the first question we usually ask somebody after we greet them is like, oh, you know, what, what brings you in today? And they'll usually tell you, oh, I'm, you know, I'm looking to see what your board game selection looks like. So mm -hmm. we'll walk them over and then we'll just chat with them about what type of games they're like. Because there are different genres of board games and some people just love a certain one. Right. Some people like to play all sorts of different ones. So mm -hmm. we try to guide them in the right direction. Some people, you know, they just want to browse and so we'll let them browse. Some people are looking for like, hey, I got friends coming over that we like play this game what's another game that's like it um so that's um or you know they can say like oh i'm i'm i've heard of this warhammer thing can you tell me about warhammer and we'll come in and we'll explain it to them mm -hmm. um or some people are like just like cool dice and they'll come yeah. in like where's your dice and we'll show and them where the dice, the dice are yeah. yeah very cool your second question should be how long do you like to sit <laughs> <laughs> half hour there's flux there's actually those there's an interesting... 10 hours here's yeah. dandy there you go <laughs> That's actually a good way of putting it. <laughs> how, long, <laughs> how long can you Although, sit? Although, last time we were in there, the guys at the tabletop, man, they were they were all standing around. There was, there was a lot of action going on over yeah, there. Yeah, it was a movement. It was a hustling. Yeah. yeah. When you get the, the miniature games, generally there's a lot more standing because you have yeah. to move your armies around the table, so mm -hmm. harder to do that while sitting. Right. Board yeah. games tend to be pretty much sitting. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some, some games, you miniature games, like you're sitting while your opponent's doing something. Mm -hmm. Some games, it's your turn, complete turn, and then your opponent's turn. Yeah. So, but you know, yeah, there's a lot more. You're you're your general over your armies. You got to make sure everyone's doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> what would you suggest if someone was just thinking like they heard this or whatever they thinking? Oh, I want to try gaming. What would be like the go-to game that you would suggest as the start out, or is there no such thing based on? To be honest, I, I just ask. Uh, there, there really is no like one game I would point to everybody. Mm -hmm. I you just gotta have a conversation everyone's played game board games right. in their life even if you just go back in this monopoly mm -hmm. when we were kids which is a game i still love even though right. it gets a bad yeah. rap today i still love monopoly yeah no i still like it that thing can last for days too yeah. <laughs> it can but that's mostly because of house rules usually play by baseball's monopoly is actually it's actually a pretty pretty tight <laughs> game but um I, I would just you know ask them you know different questions about what their gaming history is like mm -hmm. and like you know what you know how many well another one's of course how many people are going to be playing uh -huh. right because yeah. there are some games where it's like it's hard for maximum and then there are some games that say two to six but it's not really good unless you have at least four right you know a two-player version of some games just isn't really fun. right yeah we found that out with smash up my wife and i played together and it was mm -hmm. it was okay but then once there was four of us right. it was a much more yeah. entertaining game and then you know if it's it's a group of people who aren't really like i would say big board gamers i'll, I'll guide them more towards the games that i think are quick and light on the rules mm -hmm. so they're not bogged down with spending an hour reading the rules right. and maybe not understanding right. it because yeah. and then you've got people who are more seasoned in board games and have played a few different types of games you know, once you've played a few different types you can you know you have to read the rules but you can pick it up a lot faster mm -hmm. 
And some people have a higher or lower tolerance for, you know, rule sets too. Right, yeah. Some people just want to sit down and, and uh, you know, have the game explained to them. Right, yep. I got a game more. that I would like to ask your opinion about. Sure. These uh, Unlock series. Yeah. I know oh, we they're, got one of those. They're, I, like, I played I them. I returned it. And yeah. I just want to know you're the... <laughs> You were. <laughs> I bought one on clearance at Target, and then I read the reviews, and I returned it. Oh, okay. well, I can tell you that I played Man, it. Man, you are the only person I know that would return something on clearance. I think. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so that's my review. Kudos to you. There for you what go. It's worth, Frank. That's which, I don't feel so bad about what I said about Do you Walking Dead. Now, you had? Um, it was. This, oh, I it think it was here? the one with the cannon on. Oh, it okay. was the think, pirating beach one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I just went to. I bought it because it was All cheap right, on clearance. I, I read the reviews and they were all mostly stinkers, so I I just took it back up. But. Well, so they they tried to capture on the the escape room craze with the unlock. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's what this. And okay. so they're, they're all based around like you're in an escape room. Um, there's there's an app. You have to find certain clues and enter the clues. Right. One of the problems when the game's launched, and I'm not sure if it's still there, is that the app was a little glitchy. Mm. It was. It, we didn't yeah. have any problems with that when mm. we played it. I the well, one the one that I played I had a lot of fun with right um, and so like and it, you know it sometimes with online reviews I've I found is that once there's a consensus of this is good this is bad and then people just kind of pile on the consensus yeah I always try to at least get, try to get my own opinion going with it so but I mean it's not I had I had four bucks on yeah. stake I couldn't you know well four, I four dollars well then yeah <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say you know, pretty the, pricey on Amazon yeah yeah. Is it? Well, it's yeah. for three of them, it's around $44, $45 for three. The one so, thing I'd have yeah. to argue about is that mm. it is pretty much a one-and-done yes. thing. But, yeah, for that's like, what I, but I if you were having a gaming party, like if you were just had like some event and you were having like... People who'd never played it could play it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, I had this one's actually, I think it's on the harder side of yeah, it. It has like three locks. locks. Yeah. And I thought it was just like... Three locks might as well be like, hey, three dingle dongs. What the heck does that mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, am I? As, there's like an infinite number. Right. I don't know. It's yeah, nothing. It doesn't make any sense. So I didn't know that was the highest level. So I was like, right. I just picked this up, and I mean, we had we had a little difficulty, like as far as like we get stuck at some spots, and there's no way to there's no way to look into it. Like you right. can't like move ahead, and that was the that was the only problem I ran into, and that it. It's only one and done, but well, well, yeah, the one and done thing. Um, yeah, the price point, I think they run about twenty bucks for an unlock game. At yeah. MSRP. Right. Um, now, but because they're mimicking that escape room thing, when you go to an escape room, generally, if you get stuck, you're stuck. Yeah, you know, there's someone usually there that maybe can give you some clues. Right. But they're not gonna figure it out for you, or you know. Leave. Right. There's always someone yeah. you can call or like something right. where you can ask for a hint. Right. Whereas in these games, um, you know, there isn't necessarily, especially when with the hardest one, they're not gonna. They want you to figure it out. There's no lifeline. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there really wasn't, and I didn't know. I didn't like I said. I didn't realize it was the hardest one because I don't know what three locks means. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was more. Like, is it three out of five, or is it right? Tell you. Yeah, something. unfortunately, yeah. I mean, maybe the, the only clue is the fact that they they only have three locks. Well, if you only pick one up and that you is look the first on the one I picked up, and so you just see three locks. But then if you picked up uh, another one, and it shows you it's two which I didn't. Three locks. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a Sammy Hagar reference. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three lock box. That was not my no. no reference. Don't get it. Sorry. No, nobody else sport? will either. I'm dating myself. Sammy Hagar plays sports two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was uh, <laughs> going with this is a new one that Nick and Alyssa picked up. Mm-hmm. It's called One Night Ultimate Alien, and this game is only ten minutes long. But you right. need an app to do this as well. Mm-hmm. That's so a trend, it was, huh? It was interesting because you have to play that like we played it standing up because you have to move cards around, but you have to play it with your eyes closed. And you listen to the narrator, yeah. and based on whatever character you are, he tells you what to do, like when you can open your eyes and what you can do and how you can manipulate cards. Hmm. So it was kind of fun. And then at the end, like the whole idea of this is to figure out who the aliens are. So you can discuss and say, oh, well, I think I heard you move, or I think I heard you do this. So we played it a couple of times. It was kind of fun, but it was neat to be able to play like a 10-minute game, you know, like, right. Well, yeah. right, we want to do something, but we want to do something quick, so it was a That's nice fun. little... Right, this one was about, yeah. this unlock was about an hour. Yeah. This, I think, one, I think this one in particular, I don't know if it, it was... I think it says on the, yeah, 60 minutes. It says, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. And so there's basically how long you have to solve the dungeon to get out. Right, yeah, but I did, cool. I did like the fact that you can get an app and mm-hmm. interact, like it gave just a different level of game mm-hmm. for you, which I thought was neat. I mean, it's not really much more than a timer and... It gives you certain clues and stuff, so. Right. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was really neat. Like if you have an iPad, the art's bigger and mm-hmm. it's more interactive for everybody instead right. of just on one person's phone. <laughs> yeah. You know? cool. So. Very cool. But yeah, a lot of companies now are integrating phone apps into right. their games. Fantasy Flight in particular, mm-hmm. like Imperial Assault, you can have the app be the Empire. Oh. Okay. If you just want the players to be the Rebellion. Hmm. Um, and cool. then some other. One, it's just. A, it's smart for them just to add another, you know, something, you know, technology. Everyone has a phone at their table. Like right. for instance, with Marvel Munchkin, some of the uh, some of the bosses get harder depending on how many, how many electronics yes, you have on the table. table. I forget which one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's that. right. And yeah. if the Mandarin, yeah. if you have so the rings, rings at the table, table, table yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's an easy way for them to update update a game, you know, yeah. without yeah. having to put out another physical product. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Moon Knight. Remember we played Moon Knight? Well, it's like an add-on mechanic. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's right. That was fun. And the absorbing man, depending on what you played on, we were playing on wood, so he wasn't that strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Those were fun aspects. Um, yeah, cool. I was going to say, I, you know, I think we could definitely do a whole other episode on gaming because there are so many. So many aspects. Yeah, yeah. So it really is. Things to talk about. We didn't even get into like, you know old favorites that are new again and expansions yeah. of those and mm. I think we could definitely come back to this yeah for sure. it's a big topic yeah. yep. but fun so yeah. before we get to our verses then you guys have any final thoughts on me well I just want to kind of ask you guys like just real quick what would okay if you could pick one childhood game like board game wise what, what sticks out the most in, in your mind and just like really briefly like just so we're not dragging it out too much longer Rob? I need time. Need time? I never heard of that game. Is it good? <laughs> oh, Actually, hard. you know what? Sorry. See, this, no, this, is, this will tell you about my childhood, but my favorite game was Operation. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's really good. I like that. It's a solo game. Aww. You just play that by yourself. <laughs> I love that game. And I loved Clue. I loved life because I liked pretending and imagining what life would be like when I was an adult and I loved Clue because I like creepy, spooky, weird little things and so I always loved playing Clue. Yeah, Clue's always good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked two games in particular. This is kind of lame. One was Checkers because I loved playing my brothers and my parents or whoever. Like, Mm -hmm. it was fun because you still like 
Yes, but it was still strategy, you know. Like when you beat an adult at checkers for real, yeah, like, that's it's like you get some major credit, that right? Way, it like, just makes you feel, you feel like, 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 oh my god, I got that. And so, like, that was one of them for me because it was simple and just. But there's still a strategy to it. Yeah. And then I had one in particular. I don't know if I played the game as right as I could because my brothers were younger than me. But it was called crossbow, crossbows and catapults. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Where you like had these two yeah. little like. Yeah. These, you had a crossbow that would fire these little discs and you had to knock down the other the opponent's walls, yeah. walls but yeah, they came with these little cool figures. Yep. And I loved it, but I ended up usually just playing a battle scene more so because <laughs> yeah. my brothers would be like, you know, they were just they wouldn't be let play with it as that much. So cool I liked that I one a lot. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun. Me too. Mine was uh, Milton Bradley, Dark Tower. Oh yeah, Dark Tower. That was one of my favorite games. I always wanted that, never got uh, it. I want it now, but it's like <laughs> yeah, it's three hundred, four hundred bucks, man. It's a funny oh, yeah. one. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. But oh my god, that game was so. I, we, I, we, my dad loved it. My mom even liked. So it was something. I mean, we wouldn't. I bought that, or when I got that for Christmas, we played that for like two or three years straight, like every Friday night. Yeah, just going against the brigands and. As a D&D nut, man, I, I wanted that game. I didn't. It had nothing to do with D&D, but it looked like it was you cool. could, you know, you reenact to collect it the in keys, that. and then you had yeah. to present them in the right order to the Dark Tower. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Neat. What about you? Well, as I mentioned earlier, Monopoly was a that's childhood favorite. Uh, I, to me, the the, the 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 most interesting part was the the, the, the trading aspect. Oh yeah, trying trying to bartering barter with other people. <laughs> And, 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 you know, eager monopolies without giving them up yeah. was always the most interesting aspect for that to me. There's checkers. I play, I, my brother and I used to play with our grandfather all the time. We loved playing checkers. And he would he would let us win every once in a while. And then once we got old enough, remember, he accused <laughs> me of cheating because early in the Internet days, I would play a lot of checkers online. Oh, and so I got really good really at checkers. Good. And I played them. And he said, how'd you get so good at playing online? He accused me, online, you're cheating. That's yeah. cheating. And I <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I, uh, and actually, speaking of D and D, was uh, a game called Dragon Strike, which oh, okay. if hmm. there's, I search on YouTube Dragon Strike, mm -hmm. and there's a video because it came with a VHS tape oh. that came <laughs> with like a 20 minute video of like, what it was like to play Dragon Strike with live action actors. Oh, it awesome. is amazing. I recommend anyone who has not seen it to watch Dragon Strike on YouTube. <laughs> so the, the VHS tape it came with wasn't part of gameplay? No, it was not part of gameplay. It was, it was like just a sort commercial of, for the game? It was basically like, if you have no idea how, what this game is like, here's sort of a video to give you a, a, a general idea. But it was, it was a dungeon crawl board yeah. game that was published by TSR. Oh, wow. And it was sort of like a gateway into D and D yes. type of board game, and but it's an amazing, amazing video. I can tell. The wizard's got the coyote on his head. Yes. Are you watching that from Dragon yeah. Strike? Yeah. He's not watching it's, the video. He's just just looking, just looking at a picture from that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That, that game is game. that video is quoted quite often oh. in my group of friends because we all love that video. <laughs> all right, that's awesome. But we'll, we'll definitely check it out. For sure. But those are those are the, the childhood games. I mean, there was many more. I played a lot of Risk. Risk was a great game. Yeah. And that leads into miniature more gaming because yeah. you have the strategy aspect. Axis mm -hmm. and Allies is another one. So those those are all, you know, I, I, I played a lot of board games with my brother growing up. So we had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Nice. All right. So we ready for our verses? All 
All right, you guys have been with us. You know we like to end with a little versus question. So we've already mentioned this game several times, talking about the game Munchkin. Uh, it's by Steve Jackson's game, or Steve Jackson Games. Um, it is literally everywhere. Like we said, there's expansion packs for all kinds of different things for it. Um, 2001, it won the Origins Award for Best Traditional Game Card, or Best Traditional Card Game. And in 2007, it was 70% of Steve Jackson's games sales. So it's a big seller for him. But I have talked to some gamers and some people that game, and it seems like it's a pretty divisive game. It's like you either love it or hate it. <laughs> so, so there's our versus question. Munchkin, yay or nay? Who's going to start uh, this going? I, I like it, but, you know, it's not, I don't know. I, I could play it, or I'm, it's not going to hurt my feelings if I'm not playing it. Mm. How many know? versions of the game are there? How many, I mean, oh, how many licenses? Stud does it. And they also came out uh, with a series of uh, special guest artists who would oh, do yeah. different art, um, and there are limited runs. And so if you include those, wow. there's a, just tons. So now, yeah. is the problem with, uh, with Munchkin the simple gameplay does it are they saying that it's not good for gaming i've heard or that is argument? it the license i've heard that argument and then i've also heard that um they don't like the mean aspect of it of how uh, you're supposed to backstab well I, I other folks when people come in and they ask me about munchkin <laughs> i always ask about the gaming group because yes. if you have somebody who takes things personally when mm -hmm. you play games don't play Munchkin with them. That is Be true. Because <laughs> Munchkin, yeah, you, someone is getting close to level 10, everyone's going to gang up with that person and make right. sure that they oh, don't that get never to happens level 10. Right. No, yeah. never. never. And so, That's and so, the whole point. And, and in, my, in my group of friends, when we play, there's a lot of extortion going on. Oh. Where, so, where you're fighting monsters and then you get treasure. So, and you have the option of either helping right. the player or helping the monster. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we'll say like, oh, I'll help you with that monster if you give me one of the treasures. Right. Implication is if you don't let me help, I'm helping the monster and you're losing and whatever negative thing <laughs> yeah. happens to you. So we've done that several times. Yeah. <laughs> so we even, so that especially if you say, Well, I can beat this monster by myself and then you're you know, like holding a card, like right. well, not with this card. Yeah, you can't, right. you can't yeah. beat him. So if people like take those types of things personally, you probably shouldn't play Munchkin with them. But if you have a group of friends that, you know, can roll with those punches and have mm -hmm. fun with those types of games, it's a great fun game. I mean, the mechanics aren't overly complicated, mm -hmm. but you don't need to have complicated mechanics to have a fun game. If right. the game is inherently fun in the way it's designed, which I think it is. I think so too, yeah. Um, I would agree. Then it, it, the, even with the simplistic games, gameplay, it's great. So I'm in favor of Yeah. Is it uh, the most popular series for you guys at the store? Or? Um, it's one of them, Yeah. definitely. Um, it's it, i would say it's one of our more consistent sellers uh, from the board game standpoint yeah 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 i'm all for my especially once they came out with the marvel and the x-men edition mm -hmm. i just think it's so much fun and then the different aspects with the marvel characters knowing so much about them i think that was really cool so what makes a game different the same exact game when you're playing just with a different like you mentioned a different skin on it mm -hmm. so you're playing marvel or you're playing x-men you so know, it's, it's just, just the superpowers. Well, yeah. But I mean, it's basically you're playing the same game. You know what it's I mean? Just, it's like, like if you're chess, playing a video chess game. Chess and Star Wars chess. Like, you know, you got Star Wars right. chess pieces. Be like, 
It's no you funner know? because it's Star Wars. I just, uh, it might know. be. It might, might be. be. You don't know. I'm taking the contrary. And I'm well, no, I, know, I, I understand yeah. that. And, and that's where, you know, you can argue that there are too many Munchkin games because of that. But from there, I can understand from Steve Jackson's standpoint, you have this good generic mechanic standpoint right. that you can put a lot of licenses on. Someone might not want to buy the base Munchkin because it's just sort of generic fantasy, but mm -hmm. they're big Marvel fans, so they'll yeah. buy the Marvel Munchkin. Right. But with some of the expansions, they they do have throw in some mechanics that actually alter the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. It right. would still work if you've used those mechanics in a different Munchkin, but generally they only come in certain expansions. So there's one where they have the, the, the different portals right. where it adds different effects to the game. Like, for instance, you can only gain levels by defeating monsters if you get a level up card. You won't level work, up, yeah. right? And um, or you can only wear X amount of only X amount of equipment counts towards your total, mm -hmm. or your um, allies don't count, or your affiliation doesn't count. So I, I there there is some value in some of the smaller expansions, but, but those are all mechanics you could add to a game without yeah. including you know yeah. X Men or the. Marvel, or, right. or you know the li the licensing right. things. It's obviously a mm -hmm. just a just a money making gimmick, mm -hmm. you know. But right. it if works. they had Boba Fett, though, I'd buy um, it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note. <laughs> All right. Well, on that, we uh, want to thank you guys again for joining us for our tenth episode. Yes, again, we're excited about that. Hopefully, many well, more congratulations episodes Congratulations on the show. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the yeah. shows. Well, yeah, thank you for having me. me. Thank you for being here. Like, and hope you. Um, People come and see you at the... At War Room Games at 2560 East Sunset Road, Suite 110. Online? Uh, uh, WarRoomGamesLV.com is our website, and our Facebook that, uh, slash WarRoomGamesLV. Instagram, you guys are on there. Yep. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, the link's uh, through our Facebook page, right and... Where we do have a little bit, a little YouTube channel as well, where we've oh, posted cool. some tutorial videos for making some D&D style terrain from oh, cool. uh, Pink Phone. Very cool. So and nice. then uh, I'm looking forward to those classes. I know, me too. That'd be cool. That'd yeah, be a cool another aspect of. Kind yeah, of we're gonna YouTube. kick those, try to get those started at the beginning of the year after the nice. holiday rush, where everyone's you know busy all the time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then don't forget to see you guys at the Red Fair this weekend. Absolutely, yes. Red Fair this weekend. We're gonna be there all three days. Yeah, the booth number. You could go to the Red Fair. Unfortunately. All right. Yeah. And I don't think we mentioned this, but your. Um, shop is right across the street from Red Fair. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. Because, yeah the Renaissance <laughs> Festival is at Sunset Park. <laughs> It's literally a 10 minute walk. It'll be a 10 minute walk from our booth to our, the front yeah. of our. So get so excited about fantasy yeah. stuff and then walk over and buy some games. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There where, you go. Can we find a VTS in case you just stumbled upon it? Oh my goodness. We are on iTunes. I know we've we we mentioned that before, but I don't know. I'm still excited about being on iTunes. iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Google Play, Google Play, Podbean, Podbean, YouTube. Find us on Instagram where you can get the Daily, daily Fet. Find us on Facebook, Facebook, which also has the Daily Fet. Which also, also has, has the Daily yes. Fet. And then I sometimes post Marvel Legends pictures on there. Yes. <laughs> and we do need a new Kid Cobra song. I know. Yeah, I know. She's, been, she's been saying that. So we'll, we'll get Kid Cobra back. Right on. But thank you guys for watching us. We appreciate it as always. Yes. And we will see you next time. VTS is out. out. out.